to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. What's going on? Welcome back to Mind Your Hormones. I am excited to chat with you today about this topic because this is something that I live in real time and I realize that a lot of you are interested in being more plant-based or mostly plant-based, but your partner, your significant other, whoever you're living with, if you're living with somebody, might not want to be mostly plant-based or gluten-free or they're not. And you're like, how am I supposed to make this work? Like, what do you do with cooking situations? So we're going to be talking about all that because my husband actually is not fully plant-based. He is during the week when I cook, but on the weekends, he's not. So I'm going to talk to you about like what our dynamic looks like with being plant-based, gluten-free, all that stuff. And then like an overall view of what you can do to help support you through this. And then some really like tactical tips to help support you through this, because obviously I'm such a huge proponent of being plant-based. I've been plant-based. I've been vegetarian since 2014, vegan since 2016. So I've been doing this for a while. Um, when I met my husband, Chris, I was already plant-based, but he was not. I also did not grow up plant-based. Um, I grew up standard American diet, like meat and potatoes, all the things. Um, you know, my husband, Chris, is Italian. I was also Italian. So like we grew up with a lot of just like meat and gluten and all the things in our lives. So when we got together, um, Obviously, his like nutrition stuff didn't change till we started living together. Um, so I'm going to talk to you kind of about how that what that transition looked like. But then what I also want to talk to you about is just like an overarching view of if you are wanting to make a lifestyle shift and the people around you maybe aren't ready for it or you just don't understand how you're going to make it work if they're not willing to eat the same things that you're eating. Like we're going to get into all of that. Okay. So number one thing I want to say is that you are in control of you and they are in control of them, right? You can't force somebody to eat in a certain way that they don't want to eat. But that also doesn't mean that you can't just because somebody else isn't doing something. Even if that somebody else is someone that lives with you, doesn't mean that that has to dictate what you are doing. Obviously it's going to make it a little bit more difficult, especially if you are not the one that generally cooks and your partner is the cook. That's a whole different story. We'll talk about that too, but you are still the one that's in control and you can't allow someone else for if they're on board or not on board to stop you from doing what you want to do and actually change your lifestyle. Obviously it's a lot easier when they're on board and that is hopefully something that's going to happen. But at the end of the day, it's up to you. You're in control of you. You are the one that's going to be putting the food in your body. You're the one that's going to be waking up in your body and in your mind the next day. And if you're just continuously doing something that doesn't feel good to you because it's quote unquote easier because the people that are around you are doing that, like that's not serving you. So that is the first thing that I want to say. And then just talking about like not forcing them or judging them. I never forced 
Chris to be plant-based. Um, obviously when we moved in together, I'm the person that cooks in the relationship, right? So that was, that kind of makes it easier for me to be like more in control of that. But when, before, when we were moving in together, he sold his place. He was living in a condo. He sold it to move into the current condo that we're in now. And when he was moving in, I was just like, okay, obviously I'm the one that's, that's cooking here. But I told him, I was like, I'm not going to be cooking meat. So like during the week and like when I'm cooking meals, they're going to be vegan. They're going to be gluten-free kind of like, are you cool with that? But also like, this is a boundary that I'm setting of, I'm not going to be cooking meat. If you want it, you can get it. Like you could buy it out and bring it in, or you could cook it yourself here, but I'm not going to be the one that's cooking it. So, and he was totally fine with that. The, the other thing is like, he was obviously very open-minded for it. Um, and this could take time. So I'm going to talk to you about that as well. But I think setting a boundary about it too, especially if it's maybe a new relationship and maybe you're now going to be moving in together or you've been living together and now you are switching your lifestyle and you have to talk to them about this, like really setting certain boundaries of like, if you are the one that's cooking, what you are willing and are not willing to do anymore, if that feels good to you. Like if that didn't feel good to me, I would have just been like, okay, fine. I don't care. I'll I'll cook meat for you. But I did not want to do that. I, that was just not something that I was cool with. So I just stated that from the beginning and he was like, okay, it's fine. Like he was obviously fine with that. So the way our dynamic looks like is during the week, he's fully plant-based, fully gluten-free. Cause again, I'm the one that's cooking. Um, and I'll give you like ideas of meals and stuff like that too. At the end, I just kind of want to give you like an overarching view overview first. Um, but on the weekends or like when we order food in, when we go out to eat, whatever, he gets whatever he wants. He'll eat his like rigatoni al vodka with chicken or like get a burger, like stuff like that. Like whatever he really wants to have, he has. And it doesn't bother me. Like it really like doesn't gross me out at all when I see people eating meat. Some people I know who are plant-based or vegan that like really bothers them. For me, it doesn't bother me because I'm not the one eating it. So like, I, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, obviously I care to a point because I care about him and I care about my loved ones and obviously from like a nutrition standpoint, but because it's so not frequent and the majority of the things that he is eating, because we obviously eat home most of the time is plant-based and, you know, things that we're actually like cooking at home. I'm like, whatever, it doesn't, doesn't bother me. There's just a couple nights a week that you're having these things because again, I don't believe it has to be all or nothing. Um, I just, of course, I always promote mostly plant-based eating and obviously organic whole foods, all that stuff, but it doesn't have to be all or nothing. So that really doesn't gross me out. It doesn't bother me. So that's how it looks like when we, you know, like our dynamic shift. So he's not fully plant-based, but he is when I cook during the week. So going back to what I was talking about, about not being, not forcing them, If you're trying to force someone or you're judging them because you have learned that like this way of eating is really healthy and you feel really good doing it and you're just like trying to push it on them or judging them for wanting to continue eating the way that they're eating, that is going to put them on the defense right away because for some reason, food is a very personal thing. We like tie it to maybe our childhood or how we grew up or just like it's personal to you. So judging them or force them to do it is really going to put them on the defense and it's not going to go the way that you want to go. So that is the number one thing I would say is to not enter this conversation or this dynamic from like a forcing them or judging them standpoint. 
because it's not going to go the way that you want it to go. Okay. So that is number one. The second thing I would say is leading by example. So that's just for everything, any type of lifestyle change you're doing, anything like that. It's just like you live your life the way that makes you feel really good. And when you are an example of feeling really good, having all this energy, seeing your health improve, like people notice that. And there's multiple people in my life, not just Chris, but like family members, cousins, whatever, who have changed what they're eating simply because of watching my journey from like when I first started shifting things over and then just asking me like, wow, what are you doing? Like you, you look so great. Your skin is so much better. Like you have so much energy, you got your period back. Like, what did you do? So, and then, then you're just talking about it. And it just like inspires them to make changes on their own. That is the goal always is having other people see what you're doing. And of course that's going to threaten some people. Of course that's going to make some people feel like, Oh, like, you know, uh, I'm not, good enough because I'm not doing what she's doing, but those aren't the people that you want around you anyway, right? It's like you are going to live the way that you want to live and hopefully inspire other people to then be like, oh, how can I adopt some of these things that feel good in my body to make my health improve? Obviously, it doesn't have to look the same exact thing that you're doing because everybody's different, but leading by example is the best way to do it because you're not forcing anybody. You're just living your life. You're showing people what's possible and then they can either like rise to the occasion if they want to and ask questions about it or not not. So that's the second thing is always leading by example. The third thing is telling the, especially if we're talking about like you're a partner that you're living with, whether it's a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a husband, a wife, a spouse, like whatever, it doesn't matter. Or even like a friend, tell them why. And if this is something that like you're changing in real time and it's like, okay, well, when we first got together, you were eating all these things that I was eating and now all of a sudden you want to change it. So it changed the dynamic and nobody, not most people don't like change. Most people are very threatened by change. It's it's uncomfortable. So one thing that you could do to really help ease the transition and get them on board is to talk to them about why it's actually important to you. Why are you wanting to eat more plant-based? Why are you wanting to be gluten-free? Like what is the reason for it? Because if it's someone who cares about you, which obviously if it's a spouse or a partner or whatever, they care about you and they know why it's important to you, then they're going to be more on board to trying stuff out with you or to being more understanding about it. And again, I'm going to give you like tactical things you could do at the end. I just kind of want to give an overview, like general sense of it, but looping people in on why it's actually important to you is only going to help you. That's not just the person you're living with, but also like your family members, your friends, things like that, because when if you're going out to eat and you're still choosing to eat this way and you don't want to have to answer questions over and over and over, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Blah, blah, blah. First of all, you don't have to answer any questions you don't want to answer, but just letting people know, like, oh, hey, I'm doing this because I feel so much better. Like oh, my periods started regulating out, my cramps went away. Like I have so much more energy. Like, oh, I just feel really good. They're going to be like, awesome. That's so great. Like if they love you, they're going to want you to feel good. You know what I'm saying? So telling them why it's important to you is going to help them, especially again, if we're talking about like a spouse or a partner or somebody who you are you know, hoping to get on board with you switching the way that you're eating, they're going to be so much more receptive and understanding and like open to experimenting like this with you. If it's for a reason that is not only going to support you, but it's going to support them because when you feel better, you're going to be in a better mood. You're going to be more enjoyable to be around. It's going to enhance the relationship. Maybe the reason for you is because 
your periods are freaking horribly painful and you know that reducing inflammation is really important and eating mostly plant-based is something that's so helpful for that. And he's going to, he or she is going to be like, oh my God, that's great. I don't have to like watch you in pain every single month or have to deal with your mood swings. Like uh, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? Or it's about helping you get pregnant and start a family with your spouse or your partner or whatever. And then they're going to be like, this is great. Like if this is going to help, let's try it out. So telling them why it's important is so, so huge. So that's number three, number one, not forcing them. Number two, leading by example. Number three, telling them why it's important to you. Number four is again, setting boundaries to it. And I kind of like said this before of like, what are, what what are you willing to do and not to do? So again, if you're the person that's cooking in the relationship for me, like I said, I was not willing to buy meat and to cook the meat. I was just, I was not doing that. Um, and I just said that from the beginning and Chris was like, cool, that's totally fine. Um, so now if this is something that's shifting, you could say like, I'm, I'm no longer cool with doing this. Um, if you still want to have it like cool, you could buy it, you can make it yourself, but like, I'm not going to cook two separate meals every single night. Um, because if you're the person that's cooking in the relationship, you're like, that's a lot of extra work. And that's a, a big thing that comes up with people is like, how am I just going to continuously make so many different meals for myself, for my husband, for my kids? It's like, that is just so unrealistic. And if you are the person that's cooking, you have to set that boundary of like, I'm not doing this. Um, so this is just what it's going to be like. Okay. And then obviously there's, I'm going to talk to you about how you can make it so there might be more receptive to it and actual like meals and stuff that can help you get around to that. But so that's what I would say. Now, if your partner is the person that cooks this is a totally kind of different conversation, which I've not personally experienced that. So I'm not sure how I would go about that. If, if I was in that situation where my partner was the one that was cooking and I wanted to switch up and not eat meat anymore and normally he was cooking meat or whatever, I would do all the things I just talked about still by like talking to them, telling them why it's important, telling them that like maybe can we do this together and if he or she was not willing to do that, then I would step up and be like, okay, then I'm just going to start cooking for myself. Like that's probably what I would do if I was in that situation. Um, hopefully the, the spouse would be maybe on board with just experimenting this way and not cooking it, or he could still be cooking or, or she could still be cooking themselves their own stuff, but then, you know, just like adding like a meat to their meal and not to yours. So that's something that they could do as well. Um, I, again, I personally wasn't in that exact situation, but that's probably how I would handle it. And then the other side to this is how open-minded is your partner? And this could take time, um, especially if they're someone who grew up with the standard American diet, eating meat all the time, not knowing at all why it would be something that you want to cut out. And especially if your partner is a, a male, this tends to be for men, something that's, they're more resistant to if they're like, well, no, I need protein for my muscles. Or like, this is the only place to get protein, 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 protein. Like it's the only place to get it. Like it could sometimes be a lot more difficult for a man to wrap their head around this, which if this is the situation you're in, I would highly recommend the documentary, um, what is it? Game changers. It's on, I think it's on Netflix. I haven't looked in a long time because we watched it a really long time ago, but game changers is an amazing documentary. Um, and it's all like based around sports teams and stuff like that of going plant-based. And it really seems to me like it was geared more towards getting men on board with it. Um, so I would highly recommend checking that out that Chris and I watched that a while back. Um, 
And actually this made me like talk to him this whole, I was like, okay, I'm recording this podcast. I want to ask you like, what actually helped you with this? When, like, was it hard for you? Like, what was this like? Because you were moving in and all of a sudden it was like, okay, I'm fully plant-based except when I go out on the, on the weekends. Okay. So obviously we are talking about being plant-based, going plant-based, mostly all whatever floats your boat. But I wanted to talk to you about this because I know sometimes people are like, oh, I can't have beans or when I eat more plants, I get really bloated and I don't want that to happen. If that's what's happening, there's something going on in your gut, right? Because it's never that like the food is usually the issue. It's that there's an issue with your microbiome that needs to be healed or needs to be supported so that you don't feel that bloating after. There could be so many different factors that are in this, um, but I do want to let you know about a specific supplement that could really help you with this. I'm personally someone that takes digestive enzymes before I eat meals because I had gotten a gut stool um, test last year, uh, like a year and a half ago at the time of this recording, and my digestive enzymes were naturally lower. A lot of people who have PCOS just generally have some more gut issues than other people, um, but I know for me, I had always, I really have to be very conscious of my gut health um, for years. You know, before I got everything under control, I was chronically bloated after every single thing I ate. I literally looked six months pregnant. Didn't know what that felt like at the time, but I literally would look like pregnant after meals. I had to unbutton my pants. I would go between constipation and diarrhea. It was just like wild. So now I do take digestive enzymes before um, my breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I want to let you know about a specific one that Gut Personal now has. It's called the Veggie Digester. So if you're someone that you feel like you really have a hard time when you are adding in more plants, digesting the food, or you get really bloated after because fiber is definitely harder to break down if you're not used to having it, but it's extremely important because it feeds your gut microbiome. It latches onto excess hormones. It helps it get rid of it out of the body. Like we need tons of fiber. Um, and obviously if you're all are mostly plant-based, you're going to have a lot of that, but this veggie digester actually helps you reduce bloating and gas after you eat foods, you know, vegetables, obviously, because they're a little bit harder to digest sometimes, helps you increase the absorption of the amazing nutrients that you're getting. Because if you're unable to properly digest it, then you're not going to be able to absorb the nutrients from it. So the digestive enzyme actually helps break down that food. So then you could then absorb it better. It breaks it down the digestion of the proteins, fats, starches, and fiber. And it's a complete blend of plant-based enzymes that are known researched backed to break down plant-based foods. So it's really, really cool. If you are someone that feels like you struggle with that, I would highly recommend checking this out. It's called the Veggie Veggie Digester. That's a tough one by Gut Personal. Of course, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, I'm obsessed with the Miracle Worker Magnesium from Gut Personal, from their vitamin D and plus K2 drops. I also love their go-to probiotic. They have so many gut healing supplements. They also do a gut stool test if you want to like really get in there and know what's going on. I've done it. My one-on-one client do it to like really get in there if you've been having gut issues for a while. But I want to specifically talk to you about this enzyme if this is something that you deal with since we're talking about that on today's podcast episode. So you can head to gutpersonal.com slash Corinne. Because you're a listener of the show, you get a discount at checkout using code Corinne, C-O-R-I-N-N-E, on any products, whether you get the supplements, whether you do the gut personal, stool test, anything, you always get save code. You always save code? You always save money using code Corinne on every single thing on their website. If you have any questions at all, please let me know. But really, I am obsessed with this brand. I would never recommend something that I don't personally use, that I don't back, that I don't trust. You know how we roll over here. So go check it out, gutpersonal.com slash Corinne. And if you have any questions, you know where to find me. So what he said was 
the the game changers was like helpful. He said it was like cool to see that, but that ultimately wasn't like what made or break it. He's like, I'm not gonna just like change my whole lifestyle because this person said it was helpful, but it was like eye opening. Um, but he said when he started eating this way, he started feeling better. He's like, I felt lighter. It helped me surf better. Cause he likes to surf. Um, he also had this restless leg syndrome that was going on. And I knew that that could be from a lack of iron and certain nutrients. So obviously I got him on a supplement protocol. I started making him smoothies. Like, again, I'm going to give you all those tactical things of how you could ease that in, in a second. But, um, his restless leg syndrome went away. Like he used to be like laying down so exhausted wanting to go to sleep and his legs would feel like they would like want to run a marathon um and that went away so he's like I started actually feeling better and that's always the motivation so the hardest part is getting the person on board and getting them started but once they do and once they do it long enough and this is for my clients too I tell them the same exact thing once you get started with things and you actually start to feel better and you start to see the difference that is always where the real motivation comes in that is the motivation to keep going not just like oh I heard this is helpful okay cool let me do it it's like you have to get on board you have to do it for long enough and with enough effort and doing it in obviously the proper way where your body is going to feel good and feel fueled and then once you start feeling better, that's your real motivation. Um, so what I would suggest doing is in order to get that ball rolling and get it started and have them actually doing this with you so that they do feel better and then they want to keep going is to do it as an experiment first. Just be like, okay, hey, here's what I want to do. I learned X, Y, and Z. These are my reasons why I really want to go mostly plant-based and why I'm going gluten-free and blah, blah, blah. Maybe like you're in the mind your hormones method and you're learning about all of this, or maybe you're just like curious about it, whatever your reason is, right? Talk to your partner about it. Tell them why you want to do this. And then say, are you willing to do this experiment with me? Like, let's just do it for X amount of weeks. Maybe you're like, okay, for the next three or four weeks, we are going to be plant-based, even if you're just like plant-based during the week when we're cooking at home, and then you could still just do whatever you want to do on the weekends, whatever. But like when we're cooking in the home, we're cooking plant-based or gluten-free, whatever it is for you, okay? Let's just do this for four weeks. Do it as an experiment and see how it goes, and then see if, just see if they'll be on board for that. You're most likely going to get them more on board for just doing like an X amount of time experiment than being like, okay, there's never any more meat in this house. Like it's a clean slate. Like you got to kind of ease some people into it, especially if the person is more rigid. It totally depends on their personality, but that could be a really great way to ease someone into it, to actually have them experience what it feels like in their body. And then after a few weeks, you could reassess, be like, okay, we're going to reassess after four weeks. Let's come back together. How did you feel? What did you like about it? What didn't you like about it? Are you willing to continue doing it? Like, and then just reassess from there. So that is how I would really approach this. And then I want to give you some like tactical tips of actual like cooking things that you could do. Again, whether if you're the person that's actually cooking, this is probably going to be more, you know, geared towards you for this. But if they're willing to do this, right, you sit down, you talk to them, you're like, here's why I'm doing this. This is why it's really important to me. I'm doing it because I want to reduce inflammation in my body so my periods are better, so I can increase my fertility, so I have more energy, so my skin clears up, so my digestion gets better, like whatever your reason is, right? Maybe it's an animal reason for you. Maybe you're like, you really learned about stuff and, and the environment even for being better for the environment or for animal like uh, welfare, whatever. Okay. Whatever your reason is, talk to them about it. Okay. Then after you talk to them about it, you go over, you're like, this is the experiment we're going to do. We're going to do this for four weeks. 
Then you could sit down and just be like, okay, what are you willing to try? What are you not willing to try? I would not recommend starting with like a tofu scramble. Okay. Like you don't, you want to ease people into this. So doing a lot of like meals similar to how you're currently eating, but just swapping the meat out for a plant-based protein, whether that's beans, whether it is like air fried tofu or something, because that could actually taste really, really good. It just depends on like, again, the person, the texture, how you're cooking it, all the things. But, um, really talking about like, what are you willing to try? What are you not willing to try? Like what vegetables are you like? I hate these vegetables. Like there's still certain things right now for Chris that like, he won't, he won't eat broccoli. He's like not a broccoli person or Brussels sprouts. Like he's not into it. So when I cook that, I'll just cook it on the side and then I'll mix it into my meal, but I won't add it to like the soup that I'm making us or the tacos that I'm making us. Like I'll just put that on the side and his is kind of a little bit more basic, um, which I'll talk about in a second too. So it's like, I know what he's willing to have. I know what he's not willing to have. And it's not like I'm making a separate meal for myself. I'm just adding, I'm making like extra vegetables and I'm just having them. You know what I'm saying? So you could do that, seeing what they're willing to have, and what they're not willing to have. And then smoothies are a really great way to start people off with having more plant-based stuff, especially if maybe they're used to having like a bacon, egg, and cheese in the morning or something like that. Or like you guys maybe have a more plant, uh, more meat or dairy focused breakfast. Smoothies are such an easy way to get a lot of nutrient nutrition in. Um, and when I started first making smoothies for Chris in the morning, cause also from my perspective, obviously I'm a holistic nutritionist. I was like, we got to get you on a supplement protocol. I got to make sure you're having enough nutrients, like prep and all this stuff. Like literally I, and he was someone who was like, does, did not take any vitamins, like nothing like that. And he didn't like swallowing vitamins. So what I did in the beginning was I like purchase all the vitamins and I would make, when I make him smoothies in the morning, I would open up the capsules and put the vitamins inside the smoothie, which is something you could do if you have kids and stuff like that too. Um, because it's an easy way to just like throw stuff in there. You don't even taste it. And what I would do in the beginning when I made Chris smoothies was the ratio would be much more fruit than greens in the beginning. Um, because I wasn't going to start right away with like a full green, like, like I do now, like 70% greens, 30% fruit, protein, healthy fat smoothie. I knew that in the beginning, if he saw a big green smoothie, he would not want to have it because he would think that it wouldn't taste good, right? Because again, this is someone who he was not used to really eating this way. And a lot of people aren't. So what I did again, I did mostly fruit. I did a little bit of greens, just like have it in there. And then it tasted really good. He's like, Oh, this is really good. It, it was like bright pink, you know, with all the berries and everything. And then eventually I started changing the ratio up of it. This is a really great tactic for kids or for yourself as well. If you're someone and you're like, I really don't like having all these greens in my smoothies. Just start slowly changing your ratio because your taste buds do change over time. Like you literally teach your, t- your taste buds what to then find that's appealing, what's, what's sweet, what's not, things like that. So then slowly change the ratio over time. I would sneak vitamins in there. <laughs> literally will never forget. After he started having, he's like, why is my, and my clients, or if you're even someone who takes supplements, you know, I talk about this in our supplement training. He's like, why is my pee neon yellow right now? Like what is going, <laughs> why am I peeing Gatorade? Like what's happening? I'm like, that's the B vitamins. I put it in your smoothie. Like it's totally fine. It's a sign of nutrient density. Um, so now he takes the actual capsules and I don't have to open them all up and put it in the smoothie anymore. 
more. But again, it didn't always start like this. So start with where you're at and just like start slow. That's like a really what I would really recommend is starting slow, making them feel like obviously they have a say in what's going on, ask them what they like, what they don't like, stuff like that. Okay. So smoothies, again, you could change the ratio over time. That's super easy. Tacos are also another really great thing that you could do that is probably similar to the stuff that maybe you would usually have. Like maybe you do taco Tuesdays or something instead of having chopped meat in your tacos do black beans. Literally, it's the only thing you have to change. Instead of having actual cheese, get Good Planet shredded cheddar or Veal Life shredded cheddar. Like, the, yes, they might taste different in the beginning, but over time, it's like, it's really good. Like, Chris likes it. He he doesn't even, I'm sure he could probably tell the difference because like I said, he has like cheese and stuff on the weekends, but I, I personally can't even tell the difference because I haven't had like actual dairy cheese in so long. Like, it tastes completely the same to me. Um, Daya, I don't love that brand is like not the best. It doesn't actually taste good, but Good Planet and Miki, uh, Miyoko's, Kite Hill, Veolife, Life, those are all awesome brands. So just swap things out. And sometimes in the beginning, you might be having more like plant-based meal alternatives, uh, sorry, meat alternatives like Beyond Beef crumbles. They have that that you could put into tacos and stuff like that. Obviously, I don't recommend having a ton of that all the time because there's vegetable oils in there. There's ingredients in there that aren't the best. Um, but if it's something that you're just having in the beginning to start like helping you transition and then you like eventually wean yourself off of it and just have it once in a while, I'm, I'm totally open to doing that because this is all really just about like, let's get us on board with having more plants and how can we just like transition our way into that. Um, having things that are like kind of bland, not, not bland, but um, that's not the right word because everything really tastes so good. There's so many options too with plants. Like with meat, it's like there's pork, there's chicken, there's steak, like what else is there? You know, unless like you eat like duck or deer or whatever, but like there's so many vegetable options and so many different things that you can have. So making like rice or quinoa and mixing it with whatever vegetables they like, you could do like a nice cool stir fry. You could get like the Japanese noodles and literally do it like you were going to the uh, what's it called? Hibachi or something like there's so many things you could do and just ask them, would you prefer this? Would you prefer that? And then like, think about the the meals that you usually have and how you can easily tweak it. Maybe they're just having for lunch, like a salad and grilled chicken or something. Okay. Take the grilled chicken off, throw some quinoa and chickpeas on there instead. Um, if they're, you're used to having like, I don't know, chicken and potatoes and vegetables at dinner. Okay. Just take the meat out, have your roasted potatoes, have some vegetables. Again, throw some beans in there. Maybe you could do some uh, air fried tofu or something. Like there's so many different things that you could do, but having like a base meal that you'll eat. This is the other thing too. If your partner is like, I'm not willing to do this. Like I still want to have meat at least for dinner. Okay, fine. Have your base meal that you're going to make, whether it's like a quinoa stir fry, whether it's like a lentil soup, a vegetable soup, maybe you're doing like loaded sweet potatoes or a taco night, whatever it is, have your base meal. And then if they want, they can add meat to theirs if they want to do it. But what I would like steer clear of is trying to make so many different meals. Like that's just so overwhelming. So stick to your base meal of what you're going to have. Keep it super simple. Um, like I said, I always have bases. 
choices of quinoa or brown rice or sweet potatoes, always having some kind of beans. Soups are really easy. Taco nights are really easy. Um, like getting even chickpea pasta, stuff like that. Like these things are super, super simple. I do have a, um, a free, like three day plant-based meal guide. I just remembered this. I'll put that in the show notes for you. Cause like the meals that we have over here are super simple, but they're really good. And they really fill you up. Like we were just eating last night, a, um, loaded Japanese sweet potatoes. I put like corn and obviously organic tomatoes, black beans. Sometimes I do like rice cauliflower. I like, uh, cook the Japanese sweet potatoes in the oven. And then I load that on top with some, uh, good planet cheese melted on top of it. We have a salad with it. And like, so full after that. Like they're so filling and you don't realize it because you're like, oh, there's no meat to fill it up and there's not enough protein in it. But like it's filled with protein. It really does fill you up. It's a different type of full that you're going to experience in the beginning. It's not the same type of full that you might have when you're having meat because you don't feel as bloated. You'll feel as lethargic. You feel more satisfied than like grossly full. Um, So there is a different type of feeling with it. But Anyway, um, those are the tips. I feel like I just like went on a a tangent on so many different things, but there are so many things that you could do to get your partner on board to not make two separate meals. Um, like I said, I would do an experiment. I also recently had, um, Oh my gosh. Danielle from healthy girl kitchen on the podcast. She has a cookbook coming out with plant-based meals that are super, super easy. So like sitting down together on a Sunday night and being like, okay, Hey, here are some options of recipes that we could have for this week. Like which ones are you down with having? Okay, let's pick them out. I'll go grocery shopping. I'll get this. This is what we're going to do. Like really involve them in it. Get them on board with why you're doing it, why it's important to you. Lead by example. If they're not willing to get on board, be like, okay, I'm doing this. This is what it's going to be for me. If I'm the one that's cooking, I'm sorry, but this is what it's going to be for right now. When we go out, you can have whatever you want to have, but try and get them on board. Again, maybe do an experiment like, hey, we're doing this for four weeks. The biggest thing is you want them to commit to it so that they start feeling better. And that's the real motivation. Like that is what's going to actually help keep them going and keep you going. And it's so much more fun and a lot easier when you're doing it together, especially if you are someone who like has been plant-based for a while and you're starting to switch to it. If you have been for a while and you were in my situation and now you're just like getting on board with someone who isn't, it's a little bit of a different situation, but doing it together like that could be such a fun thing for you guys to experience together. Um, so I hope this was helpful for you. I really just wanted to let you know that it is so possible that again, Chris is not fully plant-based. He is during the week, but he's not on the weekend. So it's, it's very possible for you to do that. Um, and just being as open as you can, leading by example, having the conversations with them, setting the boundaries, not forcing, not judging, because it's not going to get you anywhere, um, and doing a little experiment like it really is going to go a long way. Definitely check out the free meal plan that I have in the um, in the show notes. We'll put that there for you. We also have, um, not we, but I also mentioned the Game Changers documentary. That's an awesome one that you could check out. I just am, and obviously too, like I don't believe it's all or nothing. The majority of my clients, not all of them are plant-based at all. I like, I don't even know. I never like took a poll, but 
a lot of them are not. A lot of them end up with, especially ones who go through, through the Mind Your Hormones method and they're learning about their hormones and we're going through everything and we're going through how to support your blood sugar and your nervous system and your inflammation, your gut and your liver. They obviously then shift to eating more plants and the recipes that I provide for you in there are all plant-based and gluten-free. Of course, you could shift it as necessary. Um, and they always are like, oh, I love this. I feel so much better. But it, that doesn't mean they're always all plant-based all the time. You don't, it does not have to be all or nothing for you or for your partner. Um, but I guarantee you that if you are doing it in the proper way, like you do know how to make sure that you're still getting enough of what you need to get, which is why obviously I'm always a proponent of teaching you how to do that. Um, you, you're going to feel really good and you're going to feel really different and it's going to help you keep going. So let me know if this episode resonated with you. I feel like I was all over the place today, but you know how we do around here. Um, thank you so much for being here. Please message me on Instagram at Krenangelica. Let me know what resonated with you. Hopefully this helps you and your partner. You can even listen to this together with them. Um, but I just hope this supported you. So I will talk to you next time. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.